Yes, I could be doing a lot of other things, but when you know you have a calling to help other people, you have to answer that call. It's time for Black Business University, the show that brings you interviews, tips, and tools to help you explode your business. Here's your host, BBU founder, Fran Harris. Hey everyone, it's Fran Harris. I am thrilled to be with you for today's Black Business University podcast brought to you by Audello, the number one distribution software for today's top podcasters. You can check it out at podcastersoftware.com. Angel Coleman, international speaker, business strategist, and founder of the Passion Fortune System and Workshop. She helps professional women and female entrepreneurs increase their confidence, smoothly transition into full-time entrepreneurship, and gain clarity on their path to financial freedom. She does so by providing a blueprint, a proven blueprint, to turning great ideas into lucrative product-based enterprises. Y'all give it up for Angel Coleman. Angel, there are a lot of things you could be doing with your life right now. You are a business coach, among other things. Why this line of work? You know, it's, um, yes, I could be doing a lot of other things, but when you know you have a calling to help other people, you have to answer that call. So for me, being a business coach was me answering the call of me enjoying helping people, but also giving people that, that hope that they can actually change, you know, their life around and they have complete control over it. So being a business coach is something that I naturally do. I was doing it way before I turned it into a business. <laughs> So how did you how did you become an entrepreneur? Folks will they'll look at people who are doing certain things in their in their professional lives, and what they initially think is, I wonder how he or she got started as an entrepreneur. How did you get started? You know, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I can't really pinpoint because for me, as far back as I can go back, I've always desired to be an entrepreneur. My grandmother, was my father's mother, she, she owns her own beauty salon. So I would spend, on a, on a weekend when we would go visit her, I would go to the shop and be there the entire weekend. So it could be that I was always surrounded by entrepreneurship from others in my family who owned their own business. And I just like the freedom, <laughs> the freedom mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you have, and then the unlimited income that you can actually make. So I just, I've always been in tune to it, even when I worked you know, for different companies along the way. I always, it just fascinated me. It really fascinated me about owning my own business and controlling my own income. What was your first business? Okay, technically my first business was (laughs) with me selling candy in middle school. I got allowance, but I just really wanted more money. Um, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that I was money hungry. I did not grow up poor, but my parents, I I grew up with hardworking parents who sacrificed a lot. So, I just wanted more money, and I remember selling candy in middle school. Of course, it was not. I guess you couldn't do it. I did not know that was the rule. Um, <laughs> but that was, and when I made my first $200, I was just amazed that I didn't even spend the money. I think just the fact of that I wanted it and I made it, I think that just satisfied me without even spending it. <laughs> So you so bought the candy at wholesale. You bought it at wholesale. Yes. <laughs> yes, I bought it at wholesale at Costco because my mother was a, mem- uh, a member. And I just, you know, she, I remember she gave me the initial investment because I, I, um, she didn't want to take it from the allowance, but I did give her back the money when I made the profit. 
And it went really yeah. well until I got in trouble with the assistant principal, so <laughs> I didn't want to get suspended. So that business ended, but then, of course, I, I, I immediately really got into, you know, consulting. It was kind of like by accident because people kept contacting me and asking questions and different things like that. So, I mean, a lot of things were happening all at the same time, but being a design consultant, fashion design consultant, is really mm-hmm. the first business that I did, and that's actually when I first became really a speaker because I did my first international um, seminar in Haiti at a fashion design school that I was doing consultant work for. So what did you learn from that first experience as an entrepreneur? And I'm actually talking about the candy one. We'll start with the candy one. Okay. Where you were a maverick. You were a maverick. You were breaking the rules. Didn't know that you were breaking the rules. But, you know, yeah. low-key, some of us will break the rules and then ask for forgiveness later. I don't know that's exactly. what you're doing in middle yes. <laughs> What did you learn from that experience that, that you've taken with you to this day? Don't overthink it. You know, just yeah. I went forward with it. I was not questioning it. And actually how I got started was I remember there was a kid who, he was in my math class. I think it was pre-algebra. And I, I kept buying candy from him. And for whatever reason, that's why I think it was just instinct, I was like, I'm buying candy from him all the time. So I mm-hmm. went and asked him a question. You know, hey, you know, I just started asking questions about, you know, how he, you know, where he's getting his candy from and, and different things like that. So I just went for it, but then I took the step in. I didn't want to copy him. Yeah. So I knew I had access to other types of candy. Where I went to <laughs> church, there was a different, there was a front store. And the candy was super cheap, but I knew people couldn't get it down south where I was. Right. So I think it was just that natural instinct to, to you know, to not overthink it, do it, but then also do something a little different so that I could, you know, make the money that I was looking, but not stepping on his toes because, you know, he did kind of give me some advice. So <laughs> so that's pretty much what I learned is to be fearless and just not overthinking and just do it. Just do it. And then, like you said, ask forgiveness later because I really did not know. I did not know. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying today's interview. We'll take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. If you're wondering how to start or grow a business using the power of the internet, be sure to check out our course, Make Money Online, One Click at a Time. You can log on to blackbusinessuniversity.com and start your course anytime. And now, back to our interview. So you moved to your design, your your consulting business. And, and as a consultant, I know that when I started my coaching and consulting practice, there was no literal roadmap, no blueprint for how you do that. How did you, you, you kind of fell into it because people kept asking for your counsel and your advice, but how did yeah. you grow that business? You know, I, I, had, I had to get a coach myself because although it was a natural thing for me to do, but when you want to make a consistent flow of income, you have to have structure, you know, you also have to have a schedule. And you have to have a system to make it all work like a, you know, well-oiled machine. So um, that the desire to want to keep the money coming in, I always tell people anybody can make $1,000. But can you consistently make that $1,000, you know, on a weekly basis, monthly basis, whatever it is, depending on your type of business. So, yeah, that was my main thing was, you know, I need a consistent flow of income. So if I'm like... You know, the best singers in the world have vocal coaches, so why wouldn't I have a coach as a business coach? Now, that is a huge decision to make for, and I'll just be very candid, especially for black folks. 
because they think, you know, we're going to figure this out. We yes. Piecing, we're going to piece, piece, piece in this business together, and eventually we will get to our six figures or seven figures. So what went into the decision for you to say, okay, I'm growing this business. I'm looking for predictable income, not unpredictable income. I think I'll hire a coach. What went into that decision? You know what? The decision of me not liking where I was. You know, a yeah. lot of times people would stay there, but I was like, no, this, this ultimately isn't the life that I want to live. That's what I told myself. So I'm yeah. either going to do something different because I, I I have been surrounded by people what I consider to be self-employed because there's no system. So when they don't work, mm-hmm. they don't get paid. I didn't want right. to be in that situation. So mm-hmm. and, and me working with a lot of, you know, good companies and seeing that they have a system. There's, there's, a, there's a method to this whole madness, you know that I have to do the same thing in my business. And I wanted longevity, you know. I, yeah. I didn't, I, at the end of the day, yes, I've worked, but I think I was always psychologically unemployable because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I always wanted more. I always wanted more, and I always felt like that I deserved more. So for me, yeah. it was like I'm either going to make a change or I'm going to struggle. And let me tell you something. I'm not into the struggling business. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you have to. You know what I mean? It's like, why struggle? Yeah. Find a, you know, I've always been a kid that, you know, always was looking for a shortcut, but, but in a healthy way, meaning there yeah. has to be a better yeah. way. So that was always in my mind. It has to be a better way. It has to be a better way. And, and I went in pursuit of finding it. And I think when you when you live that life, you just automatically attract the things that you need. So, and that was one of those things of, Okay, I need a you know I need a business coach. I really need to take this thing to the next level. I want to be a professional. I think that's what yeah. the key is. You have to decide to you want to be a professional and you want people to respect your craft. And the only mm-hmm. way they can respect your craft, you got to respect it first. And how much did you pay for that great lesson for this transition from good to great with the business coach? What was that investment? Well, my initial investment, my first program that I ever, it was, it was, I think it was $600. I even put it on payment plan because I didn't have it. Yeah. And then yeah. It, it went up to paying $10,000 for a mastermind. So, but it was a gradual process. But when I look back, I mean, I spent well over $20,000 through events and programs and different like, yeah. things like that to get me where I am. Yeah. It's still yeah. counting because, you know, it, 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 it's just, it's, it stages to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you have to get over the initial fear of, oh, my, you have to get over, I, I would say, not the initial fear, but you have to stop looking at the initial investment and focus more on the return. And when right. you change the way you see it, you're like, it's not the money I'm kicking out. It's what I'm going to get back in return that matters. So, right. And what a lot of people will do is when they're, when they're making that transition, y'all need to hear this, when you're making the transition from being self-employed, which really is just a job where you control the clock, when you mm-hmm. make that transition from that to being entrepreneur to really being CEO of your life and your business, you know, most people get into that place where they're like, oh, man, $5,000, $20,000 for this coaching thing? Are you, yeah. are you worth $20,000? I actually had a prospective coaching client say to me, man, 50 grand, are you worth 50 grand? And I said, the question is not whether I'm worth 50 grand. The question is, are you worth 50 grand? Very true. Wow. She said, oh, my goodness. I said, that's what you need to go back and chew on is whether you deserve what you're about to get and whether you're worth it. But I think 
Angel, that's where a lot of people are. When it's time to really invest in themselves, they mm-hmm. shift the conversation to the coach. They shift the conversation yep. to the product or yes. the program. I don't know if this is worth it. How did you make that transition? Because I, it's not easy to go from being an employee to going, you know, I'm going to give somebody 100 grand yeah. for a year to help me do this thing that Absolutely. I want to do. How did you make that transition? I made that transition because I realized that if I want people to respect me for what I charge, I have to be yep. able to spend it for myself. Yep. You know what I mean? And when and, yep. and it, it's, it's like you can't expect somebody to do something that you would never do yourself or you have right. done yourself. And yep. and it's like that. It's like that personal conviction. You know, I, I pretty much you know been confident about my craft, but when it came down to charging, yeah, it was kind of like. I started questioning myself in the beginning, and my work, you know, people <laughs> yeah. paying me that because I had at that in the in the beginning, I never even spent money on a coach. I just knew I wasn't yeah. going to be coaching people for free anymore, you know, because yeah. it's like I can't tell the utility companies that I donated forty hours of my time while I can't pay my bills. So that is usually <laughs> why I wanted to charge. You know what I mean? But yeah. to really be a professional and make a living off of it, it's like you know you have to first invest that type of money if not more, in yourself or you can't expect someone because it's almost like that energy field. They feel it. Like you yeah. don't even, you've never invested in yourself. So it's, 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 it's hard to like really put it in pictures, but it, it, that's just how the universe works. You're going you're gonna to get what you put out. So if you invest in yourself and you're going to automatically get people who will eventually start seeing you as, you know, seeing the value that you see in yourself. Because you first no have question. To yourself. So you made that shift, and believe me, it is a shift. It is a paradigm yes. shift. Things open up. Things change when that mm-hmm. happens. What started to happen when you made that shift? Oh, wow. Like, I mean, just people were, more people were contacting the quality people. You yes. know, it's not always about quantity. It's about quality. Yes. And then when I start telling people... It's so funny. I always tell my clients, sometimes when I hear their prices, I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, do you know I made more money charging higher prices? And I'm not necessarily saying how many people. It's just the fact that they didn't even bat an eye. Because they, that people value based off of the price. It's kind of crazy. But when you, when you have the proper pricing and it's higher than just, well, I'm just going to charge you, you know, $100 an hour or something like that. For whatever reason, people just, perceive the value totally different. So for me, it was like as soon as I invested, I'm telling you, opportunities just started coming out of nowhere. And I, I mean, that's, yep. I, I, I strongly believe that's just how God set up the universe. So yep. it's like when you apply that, when you apply, you know, those those things, it's just a, it's an automatic, like, system. You know, the universe in itself is a system. So yep. what you put out, you're going to automatically get it. I, I mean, I, I lose count on a lot of things that happen. It's just like just like when you step out on faith, it's just things miraculously happen. But it's already set. You know, God set that in motion already. That's how the universe, and all you have to do is just take the necessary steps. So for me, it wasn't a question about, well, um, am I going to invest? No, I need to invest in my yeah. life first if I want to make sure that other people invest in themselves and, you know, feel good about you know, what I'm doing and also what I have to offer. So it's a process, but you have to decide, do you want to keep doing the same things that you're doing and expecting a different result, which is a form of insanity, 
When you're going to do something different, okay, and then truly get the results that you're looking for. So, so let's turn our attention to today. What are you doing today in your business that really excites you, that when you go to bed at night, you can't wait to get back up the next morning because you get to do this wonderful thing? Wow, it's, it's really working with my clients because now I'm such in a better space, meaning knowing exactly what I want, who yeah. I want to work with, and then I'm getting paid what I'm worth. So it's like I'm not focused on, oh, i got to get another client. No, I've charged enough to where yeah. when the next client comes, it, it's more of a natural attraction and not from desperation. Because mm-hmm. you never want to be desperate because then you start attracting desperate clients too. So, <laughs> so no it, question. It, it's really working with people because, like I told you, I, I'm a I'm a natural strategist. I, I I'm definitely a dreamer. So for me, it's it's just an automatic. You know, I I don't. There's no separation for me because it's just, it's I naturally do it. Yeah. In the beginning, I didn't understand it. I saw even sometimes I said I think I'm weird. You know, <laughs> but then you know when I started surrounding myself around other entrepreneurs and like-minded people, I was like, oh my God, I'm not weird. That's actually my gift. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that was my gift. So, so your ideal client, yeah, when you know your gift, uh, no question about yeah. it. It's easy to, to leap right into that and have excellence in it. What is your, who's your ideal client as a business coach? My ideal client is someone who's coachable. They know they don't know all the answers. I'm not saying that they don't know what they're doing, but they want to be able to take it to the next level. Someone who is willing to invest in themselves. They see more the returns than the initial investment. Someone who's passionate about what they're doing, they're not doing it for money because money only lasts so long. So someone who's definitely passionate about what they're doing in their business and just truly have a vision for their life, that they truly want to have a long-term business. This is not, a, you know, a moment-in-time type of business. They want to have this from, for years to come and definitely someone who wants to play big eventually. Maybe not now, but that's their ultimate goal is to have this major corporation and this international recognizable brand. That's that's really my ideal client. And is it oh, someone is hard working too. <laughs> they'll they'll do some hard work. They'll they're willing to get their hands dirty, okay? Is there yeah. a specific industry or point of where they are in their business? Is it zero to hundred thousand, zero to ten million? What's that profile, that demographic profile if you have one? Ideally um, it is somebody who, who you can start out, but the thing is, it's all about your mindset. So mm-hmm. I've seen people who are who make more than a hundred thousand a year, and that mindset, and that's why they're still get that number. Yeah, so absolutely. for me, it's not necessarily the revenue. I look first the mindset because then that tells me if we can even work together. Because if mm-hmm. you're not thinking on the same wavelength, in a sense of you can at least understand the vision that I'm giving you then it, it wouldn't even work no matter how much money you make because you wouldn't listen to. <laughs> so yeah. definitely someone who's looking, I think the most important thing is someone who's sick and tired of being sick and tired of their current situation. And they're like, you know what, I need to do something about it, and I believe that you can ultimately do it. So, I mean, I do specialize in helping women. I just naturally attract them as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, and just someone who just, who, who who wants a better life and who really, truly wants to go from a self-employed individual to a small business owner. So, and it definitely takes a mind, you know, mindset shift that you can't continue to do what you've done. So, but usually my clients are in the range from, from zero 
$200,000. So mine says okay. T first, yeah. Angel, what was the the tallest mountain you had to climb in your business to truly accelerate it and get it on the path to predictable income and the level of success that you desired? What was the biggest hurdle you had to clear, the tallest mountain you had to climb? Ooh, overcoming fear of failure. Yeah. Because yeah. I had started different things and businesses and, you know, lost money. Maybe I got my money back. I mean, it varied. Yeah. I had to get over that fear because in the beginning I was fearless. I was just opening businesses. I was like, I got an idea. And I, you know, <laughs> certain things, you know, I mean, I was really moving afraid, just like I was in, in book school. My mom didn't even question that I asked her to do that for me. She knew what I was doing, and, and she just did it. Yeah. So I've always been like that, but then when I started looking back, and I was like, oh, my God, I did all this work, and this is it. But then, of course, I didn't have the mindset that I have today. So yeah. for me, it was more so just really overcoming that fear of failure, but having to forgive myself. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times you harbor that. And I was like, no, i got to forgive myself. So I think that was the biggest thing is just really giving myself another chance. Not a second chance. I don't know how many chances I've given myself. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately saying, Angel, you can do this one more time. If you've done it before, you can definitely do it again. And not necessarily look at all the losses. You know, focus on the wins because that's just life. Going to keep trying yeah. until you figure something out, something that works, you know. So no that was the biggest that. thing is overcoming through your failures, but also forgiving myself so that I can let yeah. it go and move forward and move on. And I yeah. mean, yeah, that totally changed my whole attitude. Like, I, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was just like night and day, no pressure anymore, and, and just taking more action. So it is a long process, you know, mm-hmm. but once you get to that point of forgiving yourself, forget everybody else, no, forgive you of what yeah. you've done, I mean, it just frees your soul. It really does. What are you reading, listening to, or watching right now that's feeding your soul, you know, whether that's personally, professionally, or, or for your business? What's feeding you right now that you could recommend that someone else does to get the same level of engagement in their life? Hmm. I do a little bit of everything. So what I'm reading, it, I'm, um, gosh, what is it? Because I have a lot of, like, half books sometimes. I've completed some books, but I read based off of, I guess, my energy. You know, yep. what I'm speaking at that time. Mm-hmm. So, because mm-hmm. I don't want to sound too woo for some people. They may not get that. But <laughs> So, I yeah. read based off of my emotions and, and where I'm currently, you know, state state of mind. Yeah. Because usually it just winds up working out. It's almost like when you, when the Bible just accidentally opens up or something like that. So, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. but definitely, um, gosh, what, what are the books? I've read so many. I will highly recommend this one particular book, because I don't want to bombard, actually two. It's what to say to yourself, you know, what to say when you talk to yourself. And I believe it's by Chad. I don't have the book. I was looking for it on the bookshelf, but it must be somewhere else. But I, I know you can type in that title. And that book is really important because a lot of times in your process, you know, your journey to becoming an entrepreneur, you have to be your biggest fan. You have to be yep. your biggest motivator. 
And it's what you say to yourself that ultimately matters. You know, everybody mm-hmm. can see the potential, but if you don't see it in yourself and you don't encourage yourself, when no one else is looking, things won't happen for you. It'll be a lot mm-hmm. harder. So I highly recommend that book. And then the other book is, um, gosh, what is it? Psycho-Cybernetics. That is the book that actually it's written by a um, plastic surgeon, and he's just basically trying to figure out how some people, you know, go through surgery and become this new person, and some people stay the same. And it's all, it all has everything to do with your self-image, how you see yourself. Right. And because at that time when I was, you know, fearing and not taking action because I was fear of failure, because I no longer saw myself as a successful person. Mm-hmm. So I could not move forward. So that is a great book. You can look that up as well on Amazon because it's still in print. Amazing, that's amazing great. book because that's the book that where I, for the first time, admit to myself that I felt like a failure. Yeah. I, 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 I can say it now, but I yeah. bawled my eyes out because I knew something was wrong. And when I was mm-hmm. reading the book, and just something clicked was like, oh, my God, Angel, you feel like a failure because you, you're yeah. not where you want to be. And when yeah. I did that, and then, I, like I said, I forgave myself, it just totally released a lot of, you know, those things that you just bury along the way. And you don't even yeah. realize it's there, but it's stopping you from where you're going. So I highly recommend those, you know, those two books. And definitely for people who are not where they want to be, truly figure out what is the root of that so that you can address it and then move forward because nobody's perfect. No one. Yeah, and nobody nobody wants to go there, though. I so resonate with that because it's sometimes it's hard to just sit and be with the fact that there's something that you want that you don't have in your life. And yeah. so a lot of people, won't, they will not sit with the pain or the discomfort of saying, saying the things that are unpleasant or not so mm-hmm. positive about themselves. They don't want to go there, and that's why they don't get to the next level. They won't say, exactly. I'm afraid of this. I wish yeah. I had done this. It, oh, nobody wants to do that, but I cannot tell you, and it's just as our <laughs> angel has said, what happens, your soul opens up when you get real yeah. on a completely different level. It, it, yeah. God attracts different people to you. You're mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. things in your life. That you're not gonna, you're not gonna get this stuff. These people are not coming into your life until you open up in the darkness of your darkness and say, okay, I didn't do this the way I should have done this. I didn't do this the way I wanted to. But now I have another opportunity. I got today and going forward to do something different in my life. And unfortunately, most people, as I said, will not sit in that room alone and listen to the voice that says, okay, Let's take a look. Let's really reevaluate where where we are in our lives and where we want to be. And okay, just acknowledge some stuff that yeah. nothing is nothing is perfect. So but I you know don't how appreciate to, you saying that. Yeah, but you know how. But I think the key to getting to that point because it is uncomfortable is that you have to understand you can always fool somebody else, but you can never fool you. Yep. You have to yep. look at yourself in the mirror when nobody else is around. You have to be <laughs> real with you. And then, uh, you know, the next thing is you just have to understand is that if you don't change, if you don't get to that point to where you really, you know, look within, then you can never have what you want. So that means where you are is where you're going to stay. So for me, the the options, it was clear, um, you know, big and deep and being real with me was more important and more valuable than currently staying where I am so I can feel temporarily good or safe. I don't know what you want to call it. Because it's not real, and you yeah. can't maintain it, and then it, it blocks you from everything that you truly want. 
because you got to be first real with you. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> All right, the last thing, Angel, is your favorite quote or passage or something you've heard lately that really spoke to you that you want to pass on to the next entrepreneur. It would have to be my own personal quote. I remember a few years ago I was sitting down frustrated because I set a goal and then it looked like it was far away, and then I had to be real with me. And that's when it came to my mind, don't set goals of a champion if you're not willing to take on a champion's work ethic. So you have to be willing to do the work to get what you want. Because a lot of times we we see the things that we want, but then we're not willing to do the work. And I'm telling you, I'm real with me now. There is no fluff. And I said again, just in case some people missed it, don't set goals of a champion if you're not willing to take on a champion's work ethic. There's a reason why people are champions, and there's a reason why people live average lives. And it's the difference is the actions that they take. That's going to do it for today's show. Your next move is to head on over to blackbusinessuniversity.com to pick up your bonuses from today's guest, as well as exclusive deals for Black Business University members from our sponsors. This is Fran Harris signing off saying, get out there and make your move, make your mark, and make your difference. You've been listening to the Black Business University Podcast. Become a member at blackbusinessuniversity.com where you can learn, teach, give, and get paid.